0: Have you ever been so tired that your body can no longer regulate its temperature correctly?
1: Yes. Mm, no, yeah, I know because I was well built. It's called, like, you feel like
2: you're going to pass out. One time in college when I was doing an all-nighter for like something big or whatever, well, big, LOL, nothing in college, just big, but feels like it was then um, and important. And I like was in the library for like the second day in a row pulling an all-nighter and I like went outside to lay on the grass and then I just fell asleep for like five hours on the grass in like front of the library. So that was the feeling I was feeling then, I think. That actually sounds amazing.
1: <laughs> was that at Temple?
2: Yeah, it was right in front of that stupid bell thing they have. It's called, like, the bell. The yeah, tower. I know exactly bell tower? Right, yeah. The bell
1: tower. I think there's, like, a newer library that they're yes, using Yes, there is. Now. I was
2: there a few months ago, and there's a new library.
1: I went to their campus for the first time last week, and I was like, wow, Temple is nice. No, their
2: campus is nice. I mean, until you get bricked up, people, people throw bricks at you.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: different meaning to different definitions that's not what that means do you think Danilo Cavalcante? Cavalcante is that how you say that do you think he got a lot of sleep over the last two weeks honestly I'm obsessed with this because how do you
1: get bested by a man built like a 12 year old boy
0: he looks like a discount soundcloud rapper and that's saying a lot because that's already like a fake rapper
1: a soundcloud rapper is a discount human We're talking about the
2: killer who escaped a prison near Philadelphia and has made global news. And um, they posted, they took pictures of like a group of them with him. And I was like, can you just get him in the fucking car already? This man is like, and also, what are you proud of catching a man two weeks after he's escaped you? Two weeks. And he didn't get far. He's been in the same area for two weeks.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of places to hide, but still. The guy literally crab walked up a wall and out of the prison. It's so,
2: so funny. I think he should be in Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> Le convict.
1: Le convict.
2: I want to see him on Dancing with the Stars after that footwork. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing with the Stars behind bars. <laughs> I think we're wow. on to something there. That's a season.
1: God, if only Martha Stewart was still in the slammer.
0: Well, it could be if you were or if you weren't. It could be post people too. Yeah, that's what we need. We just need to use our uh, prison population for uh, ruthless entertainment.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea, Andrew.
0: I agree with that, actually.
1: I don't think anyone's ever thought of doing that before.
0: (laughs) Well, anyway, they
2: got him and he was wearing an Eagles sweatshirt for our local Philadelphians. In my actual job, I work closely with the Eagles organization and I had a call with him today and they were all losing their minds over it. They couldn't focus on anything but this because it was just a, a firestorm where every picture of this murderer across the world is a huge Eagles logo on every photo.
1: Okay. First of all, that is not the most inaccurate representation of an Eagles fan base. Literally. Second, it's literally just a shirt that he got. It's not like he was at the store. And I it know, was but like, it
2: it's just like okay. If my if I had a ch-
0: if my logo if I had a brand and my logo was on him, like what? Yeah, but I don't know why everyone else has grasped onto that because the chances of him picking up a hoodie that didn't have an no, Eagles not, logo it's on it's not it not is do, actually pretty fact, low.
2: It's just the fact, <laughs> like. The fa- and everyone's like, they want the Eagles. Like the conversation I was having, they're like, "Oh, we want the team to do something." I was like, "I'm the Eagles. I'm not touching this with a ten foot
0: pole. Let it be. Period.
2: Like, why that What you are we gonna anything? do?"
0: But on the flip side, maybe a very savvy marketer over there uh, decided to start that and get Go Birds trending just because of this, yeah, because yeah. everybody's saying hashtag Go Birds about this. So you think Same. someone
2: gave it to him from the Eagles I, organization? Listen, an inside job.
0: I can't can't view anything that happens nowadays without thinking that it's some kind of setup. Okay, you're inside QAnon.
1: All right, everyone, thank you for listening to this Conspiracy Theory episode. (laughs) Well, speaking
2: of his sweatshirt, do you think it was fast
1: fashion? Honestly, I would be a little pissed if it was like official branded Eagles gear, because I don't even have any of that shit. (laughs) It probably was from Etsy, so it's not fast fashion. Uh, This is a, a note to listeners, fast fashion drop shippers do in fact sell on Etsy. So
2: Sometimes it takes a while for me to get my stuff from Etsy, so that ain't fast fashion to me.
1: It's time to jump into this week's extra tacky episode of The Hellscape Carousel.
2: It would be nice to say that everything I owned is created by hand by me from material naturally grown on my seven acre farm in my backyard. But unfortunately, capitalism. We don't own land big enough to grow materials that we can turn into our clothing, nor do we have the time because capitalism. So we do want to make it clear while we talk about fast fashion these past two episodes, we know it's so hard to actually live 100% without purchasing from fast fashion brands. We don't shame and fuck others that do because they most likely are not living 100% eco-conscious, and whatever they're wearing, no matter fast or slow, is probably fugly. There was a great Harper's Bazaar piece I found that says, shaming women out of fast fashion won't combat sustainability, rather empowering women will. Erica, as someone who knows how to make clothes and is gifted in that area, what are your thoughts on shaming and the work that it takes to produce your own work? And Andrew, have you purchased any new clothes since 1996?
0: Listen, all of my clothing comes from hand-me-downs from older kids at church
1: church still it's not the older kids that got you it was the church (laughs) my thing is i'm very against publicly shaming people for being poor dressers because it's not their fault that they were born without taste and you know unlike homosexuality it's not a choice but if there are people that we should be shaming it's probably the influencers who are posting about this stuff? I don't think that people would be purchasing the way that they did if these influencers could just not do clothing talls and also would just shut the fuck up for a minute.
2: I also think, like, I mean, I guess the way that it's consumed now is so rapid because of the way the internet is. But like I remember back like probably not even 10 years ago that like I would go to h H&M and you would bring old clothes to recycle it, I guess. Then you would get like 10% off of your purchase. I don't know if anyone remembers that like there there, I there, used to be things that there was an era where people like started caring about the environment and they would do stuff like that it was like 10% off of your your order if you bring mm-hmm. in 10 pieces of clothing and then H&M also had this like I wonder what their stance is now and all this stuff but they also had like a line like a large line that was all eco-friendly clothing that was like created by you know recycled XYZ
1: I will say that turned out to be like mostly horse shit and that
2: I <laughs> yeah, believe it most of the clothes were made from horse shit actually
1: <laughs> Which honestly if it costs less than polyester hm's gonna use it um but I think with that there's it actually came out that like it would be parts of the piece of clothing that was used with made with recycled materials yeah um and not the entire piece I think there's one instance where some of the packaging and like the um labeling was recycled materials but the actual article of clothing wasn't
2: I will also say one great way of getting around, because I think one of the things I just asked was like around what's, you know, Erica here makes some of her own clothes. And by makes clothes, I mean when she has the time to do it and like she's not mass producing clothing. But when she makes something, she actually does make something that's worth wearing because she's worn it to my house before. But I um, mean, that's, if you're coming to my house, you must be clothed, you know, top tier. So I, I approve of the outfits she's worn. But um,
0: I was going to say, I don't think being clothed is a requirement at your apartment. For,
2: for women it is um and
0: (laughs) for Erica's discrimination for erica's tig old biddies
2: um but Uh we i think one great thing that i've gotten into over the last probably year two years i've always done it here and there but i do it a lot more recently because a good friend of mine does it all the time is thrifting like we should advocate more like why not like i'm sure there is a thrift talk and there's not that's what they should call it but there's like uh, probably people that do that which is a great way of you know being more conscious about what you're wearing um And you can find thrift stores that have new stuff. It's not just all like, I think there's the misconception is like thrift stores have clothes from the seventies. No, there's like current stuff that probably was just bought like six months ago and is now at a thrift store that like that way you're not purchasing new stuff. I think it's a, it's a easy way and a cheap way of getting great finds. Like I found like four or five pieces of clothing from scotch and soda at a thrift store recently. And that's a really like more expensive casual brand. And I got the stuff for so cheap and they probably were like two, three years old. So we should advocate for thrift stores.
1: Just like firsthand shopping, keep the mindset of how much do I really need to buy? Like I buy a lot of my clothes from like a vintage warehouse, um, but I go in with a list of exactly what I need and that's all I get. Know what you're gonna get before you get it, bitch. It's not that hard to. If we make a list for groceries, we can make a list for clothes.
2: Make a list. I love. Li- so I'm really organized right now, and I'm a lo- obsessed with lists right now. So like, it really helps you when you go to the grocery store. You're gonna get food that you actually want, and not just things that you think you need in that situation when you're high and going to the grocery store. So don't Ooh, go please. high and go to the grocery store, and don't get high and go shopping because who knows what you'll buy.
0: And it's true that he is more organized now because. I think this was the least late he's ever been to a recording.
2: Uh, well, we, we moved it 30 minutes twice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we did. At 5 o'clock, I moved it to 6. At 5.30, moved it to 6.30. <laughs> I, I I was trying to give you some kind of compliment here, but you know what. Thank you, girl. Thank you, girl. you know what.
2: But yeah, I just think that we need to not shame. Shaming is, is never good in any situation, but shaming here is like, because there's not one person that isn't purchasing from fast fashion. It's just not possible unless you are, are super rich and can afford things that aren't produced fast fashionly or you can like just you know get stuff that in fast fashion but i think we need not shame but there's got to be ways around it and i think it's just advocating for um doing small things that will make other areas of fashion grow larger because if we stop purchasing too much of a thing it's not going to be produced as much the same thing like that people hate this argument we talk about like paper and you're like oh like paper and trees but it's real like if we stopped using so much paper they wouldn't cut down so many trees. Like, what a concept. But it, I was getting mad at that. But I'm like, you know, it's true. It's true. <laughs> but the world's going to implode anyway. So, what the fuck does it matter? Go to HM.
1: Kirk.
2: I'm sure you have all seen the videos of influencers being invited to the Sheen Factory to do damage control for the brand. I haven't. Oh, okay. Well, shut up. And how that has <laughs> completely backfired for both the brand and the influencers. One of them, a confidence activist, quote unquote, Danny Carbonari. Oh. Danny Carbonari, I know I some Carbonara, was absolutely dragged. Is that the guy that
0: escaped from the prison? Literally, I was going to say, that the guy that escaped from the prison? Ah!
2: <laughs> <laughs> that no wonder he was insane. locked up. And he got that eagle sweatshirt from Sheen. Okay, so Danny Carbonari was absolutely dragged for content. And listen, I hate influencer shaming, to be honest. I really do. It's like, get your coin, get your bag. Like, I would rather be doing that than the fucking job I have. But I have to laugh at the self-identifier as confident activist. Like, it's kind of iconic, right?
1: It's just like, usually when you're an activist for something, it's something that needs support. Well,
2: confidence needs support. But it's just crazy to call yourself a confident activist. Activist. <laughs>
1: It's just like, what are you, but like-
2: It's like very Demi it's Lovato one thing to, to be a confident activist, I feel. It's very- Okay, I'll her. be
1: honest. When I saw her, I was like, I know exactly who this woman is. She is giving Demi. She is giving Halsey. She is.
2: She's giving Demi, like she's a huge Demi fan. I mean, I'm a huge Demi fan, but I'm not a confident activist. But Demi has a song called Confident. We need to get them together. Famously so. When researching the Sheen Factory influencer trip, I found an excerpt from the Washington Post It says, the itinerary appeared engineered to address the most frequent criticisms leveled at Sheen from consumers, activists, and even some lawmakers, that its clothing is quickly and cheaply manufactured with dangerous materials, that it uses enslaved person labor and child workers, and that its factories have aberrant working conditions. That's not what the influencers said they saw. Instead, their videos sounded like talking points from a press release. Did you guys, I mean, Andrew, you said you have not seen it, but Erica, did you see any of these videos?
1: Yes, I saw cuz i know there is like a group of influencers and there is like a quite a few videos and i remember one of them the woman was basically like oh yeah they're not hiring young kids we spoke to them and they said young kids are just as interested in being on the internet as like any other kid and it's like yeah if they can fucking access it and i hate to say it but i think Shein was really smart about, about who they chose because they weren't like huge influencers who would say, I can't do this. The money's not worth my reputation. It was giving, I can only afford Shein, so I took this tour. Well,
2: uh, yeah, so Carbonaro or Carbonara Sauce said... That the China trip has been one of the most life-changing trips of my life. My biggest takeaway from this trip is to be an independent thinker. Get the facts and see it with your own two eyes. By the way, in a video that has now been deleted. Um, So I would love to get the facts and see your video with my own two eyes. But I can't because you've deleted it. I have to laugh. When when everyone says be an independent thinker, like, yes, agreed. Like, agreed. Everyone should think on their own. But, like, when someone says that, it's just, like, absolutely insane to me.
1: Well, it's because they never say it when they're, like, saying something when they're expressing a thought that's like acceptable and so they just say some out of pocket shit and they're like well I'm an independent thinker so like I'm just not thinking yeah, along it's the like, binary it's very Kanye
2: Yeah. Like, blame it on being an independent thinker
1: oh my god blame it by Jamie Foxx
2: <clears throat> on the alk al- 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 alcohol which I haven't drank in a month guys by the time you hear this it'll be a month and two weeks three weeks no I'll have drank because I have been in Mexico damn it <laughs>
1: get your little sheet and bathing suit girl
2: no i didn't get anything from sheen
1: i will say that one of the things that the um influencer danny said because i you know she went on her own damage control journey um was that basically like i was paid so well like As an influencer, I was so well compensated and I was equally compensated. And they were trying to make you say nice shit. Well, and so she was basically saying like, and this is very true, plus size influencers don't get the same brand deals as um, straight size influencers. But she was basically saying that how could a company that paid me this well not pay their employees well? Like that is a different budget, bitch. Girl, you're so dumb. For real. <laughs> okay, what? I never wanted to that. That was
2: so funny.
0: Andrew said that in that
2: voice.
1: <laughs> that was his black woman era.
0: These are brands that advertise through influencers. Like, that is their advertising vehicle. So the smartest thing for them to do is round up a couple of them, take them to the cleanest, best factory they have, and show them around. Make sure all the kids are not on their shift at that time. And of course they're going to have a great time. And of course they're getting well paid. This is the same situation as the strikes. You know, we talked about the strikes a couple episodes ago. And at this point, the the studios and the distribution companies, they've all paid more for lawyers and strike breaking than they would have had to pay if they just accepted the deal. And it's the same thing with these companies. It's all about how much volume of product can they move? Yep. How much revenue can they generate? And to do that, it's it's the cost of doing business to pay the influencers. It makes sense. They're going to pay these influencers handsomely. The influencers influence, and people buy a ton of product. I, I don't know if it's this way on TikTok, but on Instagram, there's a buy button right on things. Like The shopping is integrated into the app.
1: I mean, I know Andrew, again, is not on TikTok because it's um, for six generations after him.
0: But those goddamn kids need to get off my
1: lawn. It's funny because Andrew is literally wearing a wife beater right now. So it like fits in with the character. But if you go on TikTok now, I would say seven out of every 10 videos have like a TikTok shop. Like it's selling me something like the TikTok shop is out of control. Um, So I will say that it is becomes so much easier to, a sell these products, but b do it in a way that's like very hidden. A quick sidebar: a thing that I'm obsessed with is drop shippers. So if you ever see something on TikTok, maybe it's an ASMR video, maybe it's a packaging video, but it's focused mainly on one product. That's like 99 of the time it's drop shipping. So the second the orders come in, that's when they actually um, purchase the product. They basically purchase the product for like dirt cheap from a Sheen or a Timu. um, And then they sell it for what would be a reasonable price for that product. So if you ever see something on TikTok and you're like, wow, I want to buy this fancy little milk jug see-through water bottle thing, just know that you can get it for $1.50 on Timu.
2: Remember the pink sauce that came from TikTok?
1: Oh my God. That was... And how... That woman vile. was just packaging salmonella.
0: Where is she? We need to do an episode with her.
1: You know what? I don't think that's far out of our reach. I
0: don't think like, it is either. I, I feel like she's fallen off, so any attention is going to be good attention for her.
1: If you know any fallen influencers. Honestly, we could have probably gotten this Danny bitch on the podcast too. Danny
2: Carponeri, girl. Where you at? Where you at? Not posting videos. You're deleting them. The article, Washington Post article, is actually interesting because it comes, like a lot of it, they, it was just the whole thing was like each one of these influencers were, like denying what pe- like people were saying about all the rumors, but they're not really rumors. To quote Lizzo, the rumors are true, and they uh, they they had like the, the not paying late child late well, ch- children and then also just laborers in, in general was true. Like they're producing five hundred pieces of clothing a day and getting paying pennies to the dollars. That's like a fact.
1: And then on top of that, like the big thing was this was a Sheen warehouse that they went to in it's under the Sheen brand and it is like labeled as a Sheen warehouse. That is not where these clothes are made. I think where they specifically went was like an innovation factory. So it's also not typical to like, I would say the crux of their production. It's probably just where they have people Scrolling on the internet looking for young, up and coming designers, stuff to steal.
0: <laughs> I think that's an episode that we have to do one of these days is influencers and influence culture. The CEO of the company I work for, his youngest daughter, who I think is 20, 21, she's got a couple hundred thousand followers on TikTok. I think she started like becoming a TikTok star in like 2018, 2019. So she's been at it for a couple of years. And basically all she does is these montage videos of her expensive vacations that her extremely wealthy father pays for. And then clothing hauls. So she's not, I mean, maybe originally she was purchasing these clothes. Obviously, I mean, the man makes millions of dollars a year. So like, it's not a big deal for her to go and spend $500 on a clothing haul. But of course now, you know, brands are sending her stuff the influencers aren't necessarily even purchasing these things. Mm-hmm. So that $500 haul, like they might not have actually purchased any of that. And yeah. it, it, it's so weird to me that somebody could go viral. She's not talking in the videos and it's just 25 seconds of her showing different clothes mm-hmm. and, and it's getting a hundred thousand views.
1: I will say that at the crux of this is a societal issue and that like, I think that we are obsessed with, consumerism and buying things and owning things and that feeling when you open up a new package or you try something on for the first time. And I think that some people think that they can't have status through cars or houses. But if it's on Sheen, it's a lot more accessible than, you know, anything else. And so I do think it's one of those things where people see it and they want it. And then when they realize that they can get it, they just get, get, get. And then I am someone who when I online shop, I'm like, ooh, but what if I need like a new pair of socks or what if I need a new pair of shorts? Well, I'm here. I might as well get a skirt. I'm already placing the order. I'm already paying for shipping. And so it's a little bit twofold where some of these people get you on the website, but the website will get you back, bitch, because they have everything you could ever need and ever think of. And honestly, ever, never think of like little earrings with little pieces of fried chicken on them
0: the consumerism it's so ingrained in our culture you know the whole like lizzie mcguire you're an outfit repeater like it's in our young adult entertainment yeah. it's in our children entertainment and that's just insane to me
2: this is a so funny you reminded remind me i bought a shirt like probably in the late spring and it was whatever and i wore it it was like a summer shirt and I wore it something and then my friend was, my friend was like, oh, I love that shirt, whatever. And then like I wore it again, like a few weeks later to like a work thing on related to social life, like at work or something. And then I like, s- I sent a Snapchat or something. She's like, oh, you're already wearing it again. You're going to have killed this shirt by Memorial Day. And she was like, kidding. But, like, not really. I was like, I didn't buy the shirt to wear it once. I bought the shirt to fucking wear it. Like, I'm going to fucking wear this as shirt. As many
1: times as I can. Like, like
2: I, I get what she meant. She was, like, half kidding. But it was also, like, you're kind of not half kidding. That, that's how we all think. Like, And I, and I thought like, God, I got to, like, make this shirt last. Because that's how we think.
1: See, that's my thing. Is, like, I always think, how many times can I wear this shirt in how many different ways? Well, how can
2: you strategically change it? And how can you wear it with a different pink? Yes. Or how can you wear it half on, half off? Or how can you wear it on the floor after you get fucked? Like, how are you going to wear it?
1: Um. So I don't think about that last part. But... If I did, (laughs) but I would say that it's one of those things where you have to look at something and say, is this going to be useful past this season? If the answer is no, then why are you buying it? Um, Do you really want a closet that you have to cycle through every three or four months? Or 23 years. You could be like Andrew, who hasn't hit puberty yet and still wears his clothes from when he was a wee little
0: lad from the church this is yet another (laughs) significant advantage that straight men have this is true
2: this is true yeah you're correct
0: you have your your navy pair of pants your black pair of pants and a couple of jeans and like five shirts and you're good to go you are but i do try very specifically and and i have been thrifting more recently and i think that's a great way of getting around it is you're buying something that somebody is also also already worn they got some use out of it now you got some use out of it and if you do want to turn around and and take it back to a thrift store or a consignment store and get a little bit of money back i mean even take it to like plato's closet like you're not going to get a ton of money back but you'll get some pocket change and somebody else will be able to buy that shirt or jeans or whatever it is and and wear it themselves so it, it, you know multiple people can get used out of that garment, so if you if you do want to cycle through your wardrobe quickly, that's one way to do it. But for me personally, like I don't have a problem with buying a few more expensive items of clothing.
2: yeah, One of the good things I also think um, that they have nowadays is it's still a product of fast fashion in terms of where they come from, but like like newly, which comes from the urban headquarters, I believe with all the urban brands. Um, where you can, like, every month get a box of clothes that you pick out, like, 6 or 10 or 15 items, whatever, wear it all month, and then ship it back and get a new one the next month. And then that will get dry cleaned and given to someone else in their box. So it's kind of a nice way of doing it. And then you can purchase if you want it. And you actually get, like, percentage off. And then it, there's, like, Stitch Fix. I don't know if that's still a thing. It's, it sounds corny. But, like, st- boxes like that, that, like, things that come in, you, like, rent, rent the runway. I mean, it's quite literally insane that, like, the amount of suits that I have. That's why I make sure when I buy new suits for, like, weddings that they're, like, very like different because I want to have the like they're like staples that I can keep wearing or like mix and Mm -hmm. match and I'm not just gonna buy like a gray suit all the time or different you know I want to have like funky suits that are gonna be like ew I saw my dad funky suits that was so corny um but like have you know like like people that just like buy one thing for like a wedding and they never wear it again
1: I've borrowed dresses from friends for before and they've literally said like like I'm like oh thank you so much and they're like honestly I'm just glad that I'm getting. Another use out of it, like another wear out of this dress. I am shameless. I have shown up to three weddings in the same dress because all three weddings were completely like the crowds were completely unrelated and it didn't fucking matter. But, you know, I think it's one of those things where if you have the means to spend $400 multiple times a year on clothing hauls, then you have the means to spend. $400 $400 once a year on a few really good pieces. And then, you know, I love to supplement with kind of thrifted things or just kind of, I am a huge fan of wearing a bandana as a shirt because it's a little slutty and a little fun. And it's also just a fun way to show your sense of style. Um, And if you don't understand your sense of style, then like, yes, use TikTok, but don't fucking purchase from Shein. Like, there's so many fucking options.
0: I'm just looking forward to the Mad Max future where we just wear the skin oh. of our enemies.
1: Listen, I've been training.
0: <laughs> With the fillet knife? Well,
2: I will not be wearing Erica's because then it's blackface. So <laughs> <laughs> let's jump into a little game. <laughs> Why pit ourselves against fast fashion when we can pit fast fashion against themselves? Let's play fast fashion police. So basically, how this is going to go is I'm going to give you two fast fashion brands, and we're going to pick one. Which one would you rather wear? Oh, okay. To purchase from or do you like better? We can riff off on them. Okay, the first one is H and M versus Forever Twenty One. H and M.
0: Well, I've only ever shopped at H and M, so.
2: So Forever Twenty One has a men's section as of like eight years ago. I feel. Um. And I have some stuff from it, but I guess H&M is like, but when I go to H&M, the thing about H&M is, is there is like good H&Ms and bad H&Ms. Like there was an H&M in a, in a mall near my parents. Like yes, yes. That is incredible. That's now gone. And now I hate H&M because that was the only good H&M, like, like physically.
1: Yes. Because now it looks like an, like an army of toddlers yes, just ran through it everywhere. and just like it threw clothes around. It is just
2: H&M is really, I don't know. There was one H&M, like the mecca of H&M. What does h H&M even stand for?
1: Hot and manly.
2: Okay, well, I guess H and M wins there. Okay, the next two are Uniqlo versus Primark, or Uniqlo? Uniqlo? It sounds like Uniqlo.
1: I think I don't know how you say it. I'm gonna say Primark No. only because I'm gonna. No, no, no. Shut the fuck up. Only because I've tried to wear clothes from Uniqlo and they are not for people with very curvy bodies.
2: Okay, I can't relate, but um, uni- <laughs> Uniqlo I think has really great basics that. I've come to love.
1: I mean, like, I think they're probably a better company, but like, know, based off they? of I no who I can shop, them. girl, I don't know.
2: I just know that Primark is, I have bought perch in there and you put it in the washer and it just disappears. Like, it's no longer there. Like, something happens when it goes in the wash.
1: You know, it's crazy. I have this one shirt from Primark that is like, at this point, like, gonna live on forever. Really? I've had it for seven
0: years. I think that's another big thing about these brands just as an aside, the quality is so inconsistent because they use so many different suppliers and manufacturers, yeah. and they bounce around from supplier to supplier. I do have a hoodie from H&M that is in phenomenal shape, and it's almost 10 years old.
2: I have all of my American Apparel hoodies still from when they had those iconic um, hoodies like 15 Stop. years ago. Yeah, oh my God. I'm obsessed with that.
1: I feel like American Apparel is going to make like a comeback.
2: Yeah, I'm going to pass them down to my Twink. Okay. <laughs> Next one is Topshop or Zara.
0: Oh, I love how, like, so far, the only store I've ever physically been in or purchased anything from is H&M.
2: So Topshop is, like, more, I'd say, like, given, has more, if it's British, has more of, like, a... Um, British. But Zara, I think I have more from, but I, like, going through a real crazy Topshop. Topshop has Topman, is their man, which is kind of hilarious, now I'm thinking about it's it. Topman, just, Top yeah. Topman, Top I had like, a, a suit or two from there, and I, have, I used to love it, because it, but it was expensive. You can get it, like, at Nordstrom so i guess like Topshop might be less fast fashiony than zara but i guess i would go to zara
0: we can't let some of those brands escape because i think that fast fashion is is pretty narrowly applied to like shein fashion nova h&m that kind of thing but i i feel like the definition is broader than that so yeah stuff that's that what we i'm saying earlier like it's, consider- yeah yeah i think these you, are fast you know, we've mentioned abercrombie like i don't think people would necessarily think about that as fast fashion it is you know maybe they would if they thought about it a little more but certainly not off the top of
2: their head but yeah you're right it well, abercrombie is. is fast fashion and fat shaming fashion
1: i don't know they kind of got over that
0: well now but back in the day do you remember the absolute gas chambers that hollister stores were
1: stop i'll be honest i loved it i used to just walk in to enjoy the set. Okay, you
2: kind of freaked me out just there when you said gas chambers hall.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> Not gonna lie, I was like, "Where are you going?" with this? this is so fucked up.
1: Like, all right, so this episode is over, and so is the podcast. Hollister
0: is carrying on that the Hugo Andrew, Boss I
2: mean. legacy. Oh. oh, oh my god! Well, you guys are running because that was one of my options coming up, so I could just shut up. All right, next one is American Eagle or Gap. American Eagle.
1: Oh, I'm a Gap girly.
2: Remember when it was like if you wore Gap, you were gay and proud? I definitely don't remember that. Uh, I
1: thought it was gay ass. person. you didn't remember this? So when I was no
2: gay gay ass person. Yeah, that's
1: what it was for me growing up. Like <laughs> I'm I
2: obsessed know. with that. I I, th- I want a ga- I want like a knockoff Gap shirt. This is gay ass person. Like in the brand. <laughs> we should make that as a merch. logo. That definitely exists. Or and gay and proud definitely exist because people used to say it all the time. Yeah, but that and I would never funny. wear Gap, because I don't want people knowing that I was proud because I'm not. American Eagle has a serious <laughs> comeback. Serious comeback.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say that like I've more recently purchased from American Eagle, but I just love Gap.
0: The funniest thing about American Eagle for me is like I don't think I ever bought any shirts or hoodies or anything like that, but their jeans fit so well. Their jeans, their jeans. Slap. That's what I wore when I was a teenager.
1: American Eagle has not been around for that long, bitch. Please. They have not been this around has. since the 1800s. Girl.
2: The American Eagle? The American bald eagle? <laughs> you better bet your ass Thomas Jefferson was wearing American Eagle. This is
0: 1977.
1: Okay, well, Andrew was born in 1877,
2: so. Okay, so American Eagle wins. Or Gap wins, I guess. I don't know. Neither of them win because they're fast fashion. Okay, next is Sheen or Asos? Asos. Yeah, agreed. But, like, they're technically the same thing, if you think about yeah, it.
1: Yes, 100%. Per- well, it's just that, like... ASOS actually sources from other brands, and Sheen is all self Yeah, that's true. But the ASOS brand is
2: crazy disgusting. When you buy something oh that's my ASOS brand, it looks nothing like it's supposed to be.
1: First of all, ASOS will have you questioning everything, because I've purchased a pair of pants and a shirt for them. The shirt was an extra large, fit me perfectly. The pants were also an extra large. Mind you, this was like a cohort, like it's a set. The pants made me want to kill myself. Like I wish I was being dramatic. Those pants fit me like I was a full grown man trying to get into a pair of toddler's pants. It's giving Kirk.
2: What the? Okay. (laughs) Jesus Christ. That
0: brings up another point. Like, how did. What What point could that (laughs) possibly (laughs) be? I'm out. (laughs) How do these brands stay in business? Like, again, it's like a meme, like buying something from Wish, Wish brand, whatever. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, Ace, no, ASOS is cheap, but the thing is, people actually buy like I per- I mean, I don't know. I get what you mean, but like, they do.
1: But that's the thing. It's like I think he's saying, like, how are they staying in business if we all know their clothes don't fit us?
0: Yeah, when people like oh. you know they they see the picture on the website and then they get it and it's like different because like it's from a different supplier so we're or stupid. whatever. People are well, stupid. Well, maybe it's also because it's just so cheap to begin with. They're like, oh well, I only spent twelve dollars on that, so fuck it and they it on the floor of their closet
1: you heard that listener you're fucking dumb according to kurt they are <laughs>
2: okay next um fashion nova or boohoo i don't really know what boohoo I, is i, I, I kind of love it literally
0: today is the first day i've ever heard that
2: i'm googling up boohoo i thought it was boho or is Bahamun that like the, the gen Bahamun? z version
0: of spirit halloween no will it take what? over the empty hallmark card store in the God. shopping center Oh, uh, boo hoo, I get it. First of all, do
1: not ever speak ill of a spirit Halloween story. I mean they're all the same. It's like boohoo, pretty little thing, a sauce. I'm just trying to say it like I'm British.
2: Nasty gal. Nasty
1: gal. Um, why did that sound more jama- like islandy?
2: I'm looking at their website right now. It's interesting. Is this is Jordan Woods.
1: Yes. Well, so they do have like celebrity I mean, by celebrities, I mean Celebrities, friends, collabs.
2: Screaming. That's an episode. Celebrities, friends. I would love to do that. The Hellscape of Celebrities, friends. Yeah, I
1: would love that too, honestly.
2: That is fun.
1: Um, But they do collabs, they do drops. I would say that, like, every, I think everything is pretty much in house, though. Like, they're not like ASOS where they get stuff from other brands, but I would say they're like Shein with a less insane production model. And just the name is
2: stupid. Boo-hoo.
1: Boohoo. Girl, would you get that shirt? <laughs> Boohoo. Boohoo. I will say their sizing is also insane and has also made me question why I'm still walking on this earth.
2: I'm questioning why you are purchasing from all these brands. I used to be broke. I know. Well, next and last Hollister or Abercrombie?
1: Abercrombie.
2: Okay, so in the year of 2023, I would say Abercrombie because I have purchased from them in the last two years. Hollister, I have not. But when I was a kid, Hollister was my shit. And Abercrombie was, but I feel like Hollister was a little bit more, like, less mainstream, but still mainstream when it was, like, coming up, and I was obsessed with it, and then I remember one day I wore a Hollister t-shirt and Abercrombie shorts, and I got roasted for it <laughs> at, like, whatever I was doing, because, like, you weren't supposed to mix-match the two, Kirk, and, like, that I, clearly, was a it was like, Hollister, I know, and it was an Abercrombie, like, really ugly shorts, but the Hollister t-shirt, I remember, was this Tiffany blue, and it had, like, a huge, like, this color maroon, the bird, the Hollister bird, and it was, like, Pacific Beach, yeah, like whatever on it, and then that was the first shirt that I ever masturbated on. Like when I was masturbating, I came all over it and I ruined the shirt. It was like my favorite shirt.
0: This uh, went in a completely different direction. At that I was not thinking. how that was supposed to end. Kirk. Is is it possible to like pour bleach directly onto your brain?
1: Yeah, let me or onto it my open.
0: shirt to fix it. I have that shirt still somewhere. You, have have, you, you can clean it. Burn Burn it. it.
2: Girl. Burn it. No, no, those are memories. Just those drop are, it on the ground are, and it'll shatter. Those are memories and they're my those children. Those are your dried children.
1: <laughs> How dare you tell your, Kirk to separate from his sons? Girl, those kids would be like 15, 16.
0: If you 17. ever did have children, they would be that crusty. <laughs> oh, I actually am
2: having two children according to my last psychic.
1: Ooh,
0: <laughs> fire her. No, girl. I, I will have to go with Hollister because I remember that thick soft cotton they oh. made those t-shirts out of oh. was so comfortable and the smell the hollister no smell i hated, go I hated the going, the store. going to the store i loved it i i would spend the least amount of time also it was so fucking dark in there and it was like a labyrinth
2: it was dark because they didn't want you to see what you were fucking buying <laughs> quite frankly that's why
1: i also grew up in southern california and so hollister right. i think for me was a little bit bigger because they were a lot more beachy and like their overall. No,
2: I used to sit and watch. They had TVs. You could like watch live from Pacific Beach, and you would like watch like live from Laguna Beach, and you would like watch Laguna Beach. Which is
1: funny because like I would not want to see anything live from Pacific Beach, girl. Pacific Beach is something. I was a PacSun dude. Oh yeah, that tracks for you. Yep.
2: I didn't love Sun.
1: Ooh, so here's one. All right, are you ready? Are you ready? Sun or Tilly's?
0: I don't
2: know what Tilly's
0: is. I would go with PacSun, but Tilly's had like more interesting stuff to find. Like, yeah, Paxson was very, it's another like skate instrument. around. Yeah, it's still around.
1: Yeah. It's for straight dudes, though. So that's probably why you missed out.
0: Oh, I know this.
2: Well, that was another round of Fast Fashion Police. I wish we had Joan Rivers to do it with us, but she has died.
1: <laughs> You're saying that and like I love she that bitch. just died. <laughs>
2: She just died the year that I think I ejaculated on my Hollister (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt.
1: And that's exactly why she died.
2: No, she didn't. I would have been like, that was like, that would be sad if the first time I masturbated was like 2014, (laughs) because I was fully like 22 years old.
0: (laughs) But also not surprising.
2: It was actually the day of my sister's graduation, which is crazy. When you ejaculated on the shirt? I got horny about my sister's graduation, but what what of it? The best part is she went to an all-girls school, so that's confusing.
1: (laughs) Let's table that one.
2: <laughs> Speaking of thrift stores, anyone looking to purchase a 2006 Hollister t-shirt, <laughs> please hit me up. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been an episode of Hellscape Carousel. And we hope that you guys go and purchase clothes from wherever the, wherever the fuck you want to, because we don't actually care.
0: Well, we do care.
1: Yeah, we do.
2: I don't know if I care, to be honest. <laughs>
1: Okay, well,
0: um
2: This last two episodes have been painful for me to truth listen to. The
0: <laughs> comes out. Kirk already has 27 tabs of Sheen open in his browser. I've never shopped at Sheen. I'm telling
2: you this. He's
1: broke. That's all he can afford.
0: I've never. I'm so broke. I can't even afford Sheen. Oh, no. I don't know. You'd think you'd spend all that time in a closet. You'd have better taste. <gasps> Literally. He did not spend that much time in the closet, girl. <laughs> I spent 22 years. Yeah.
1: And, they and then out masturbated you masturbated for when the first were, like, time. <laughs> <laughs> And then I
2: came on my Hollister shirt.
1: (laughs) I have so many questions and I don't want the answers to them. Um, Honestly, if you take anything away from this episode, it's to be better than Kirk. That's what we should all
0: strive for. Try. I dare you. (laughs) Girl, the bar is on the floor. We're just stepping over it. Thanks for listening to another fulfilling and educational Hellscape Carousel episode where we have brought you all the memories of the terrible brands and fashion choices you made in 2006. I'm Andrew. I'm Erica.
2: I'm Kirk.
1: You have no style or sense of fashion.
2: Um, well, I think that depends no, on no. whether you know well. That
1: was that. not a question.
0: Thank you for listening to Hellscape Carousel. If you like what you heard, leave a five-star review, subscribe, and follow us on social media. Stay tuned for more episodes.